Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. What an amazing doubleheader we have got for you, and things are heating up in a snow-filled day in Buffalo. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Aaron Torres in the seat of George Reister today. How are you on this Sunday, Aaron? Dan Byer, I'm doing very well. Uh, as you said, a, a very competitive game. I was doing my show last night during the Philly Giants game, so it's fun to have uh, a game that looks like it could come down to the wire, the snow, Buffalo. It just feels right, Dan. It just feels right. That is interesting because I think that there is this premise that this is awesome. This is, Look at the conditions. Look at these teams. Honestly, I don't like it at all. I, I think that we've put a governor on the Bengals and Bills offense. Like, I, I know, like, next week wouldn't be ideal if the Bills end up winning this game and you have a neutral site scenario in Atlanta, but you would not have any conditions there to slow down Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. Maybe the only thing to slow down Mahomes is the high ankle sprain that he has. But I, I, I thought about this. Like, when I saw the conditions today, I'm like, oh, that looks cool. And then I thought, man, are we really going to see the Bengals and Bills at their absolute best? And I don't think we are. I, I, I know it's a great thing to be like, oh, I love the snow. And there are, there are people in the Midwest who are being pelted right now with the white stuff. So the more they see of it, the worse it probably gets. I'm not a fan of this. I, I don't think that we're seeing the Bills and Bengals at their absolute best. It's funny. A, a buddy of mine, Barrett Salee, who works for Bleacher, uh, CBS Sports, excuse me, he has this famous tweet that he always puts out in a moment like this. And he put it out uh, late yesterday. He said, reminder, 37 degrees with a wintry mix isn't football weather. Football weather is 65, sunny, and calm. So there is definitely a percentage of, of fans that feel like uh, – that feel the way that you do, Dan. I guess what I would say is one thing that I love about football, 
the entire sport is about overcoming adversity, right? The, the physical adversity, the mental adversity, you're tired, you're weak, you're whatever. And so I have no problem if you're just throwing another element into this. And, and it does hurt the game, but it doesn't like fundamentally alter. I, I guess it maybe does. It, it feels different than like, say, baseball, though, where it's like, OK, like you can't even throw the baseball. You can't even switch whatever the, the thing is. So I personally like and have no problem with the winter weather. Maybe it's because, you know, I'm a tough Northeasterner from Connecticut and I played football in conditions like this back in my day. Nobody ever canceled or postponed a game for for a little snow flurry, but I understand those that feel differently, uh, but I like the weather personally. This is, it's just to me, in, in watching the Bengals convert another third down, their fifth of the game, is they are now knocking on the door for another score. Uh, Bengals up seven, as you heard Monsi say. Now there's two minutes left to go in the third quarter, and the Bengals setting up shot. First and goal from the Buffalo Bills five-yard line. It just, to me, is, you know, it, it, it's, it's tough enough to deal with the playoff expectations and, and what we have and, and, the, and the expectations that the Bills uh, fans have and, and people that have of the Bills. It, it, it's interesting because I think that there was a lot of Bills love, not, not only from the DeMar Hamlin thing, Aaron, but just because of, of them being Buffalo, of Bills Mafia, of Josh Allen. And I think in a way that we have... We haven't really analyzed Buffalo as as we should have. Like when you look back at their at their season and, and who they are, their most memorable games this year were a loss to the Dolphins when they completely played outplayed Miami but lost. Had a lead against the Vikings, only to see the Vikings make this miraculous comeback and end up beating them. Uh, the Thanksgiving Day game against the Lions, remember that? that when we were working they, together. Yeah, they needed a field goal to to win. Like The dominant Buffalo Bills that we saw in week one against the Rams and then the next week against the Titans, those Buffalo Bills are a long way away. Those, those, that Bills team is not anywhere close to where this Buffalo Bills team is. Uh-huh. And, and, I, and I feel like the only chance Buffalo actually had today – uh, in, in in a game where they were favored was for Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis to get into that shootout and just outscore Cincinnati. These conditions actually favor the Bengals in in a way where you have a shorthanded offensive line. So guess what? Maybe we can run the ball a little bit more. We're not dropping back 40 and 50 times and the Bills are pinning their ears back. It's narrowed that. And the Bills have just played, they've played close games. They haven't been the dominant team that we have seen. And when they have been dominant, they've been the ones scoring the points. And this hampers them. And it just, like, there's, there's, a, there's a quarter left in this game right now. And I know Cincinnati's knocking on the door to make it two scores. I don't see any way Buffalo comes back in this game. I just, with, with everything that's that's been their season with these conditions right now, I just think that we are on the verge of seeing a rematch of last year's AFC championship game. Well, and it brings up an interesting question. One, I mean, I can absolutely see the scenario because of the conditions. I mean, Joe Burrow could fumble here on the one yard line and and it's still a one score game. I don't think he's going to, but I could. It brings up an interesting conversation. Jason and I, Jason Martin and I on Saturday night had, which is, I understand that this is a weird thing, right? Because the Bengals are the reigning AFC champs. Um, it is a scenario where obviously they're a good team. They're not at full strength, but they still have one of the the elite quarterbacks in the league. I bring it up because I said to Jason, I said, 
This has to be considered a disappointing season if you're the Buffalo Bills, if you don't make it out of this round. And and I think we both kind of agreed on it because it's one of those weird things. And Dan, I actually remember filling in with you at some point during the summer um, and talking about this very topic is I understood why the Bills were the favorites going into the season. But I also remember telling you, I said, I don't ever remember a team that's actually literally accomplished less than the Buffalo Bills that are that are given as much praise as they are. This is a team that has never won a Super Bowl. Has ne- this core? I mean, obviously the organization has, but this core has never won a Super Bowl. They've never made a Super Bowl, and the one AFC Championship game they got absolutely blown out in. Now I understand that last year in this round uh, they played an all-time classic and they were 13 seconds away from going to the AFC Championship game, but it doesn't change the fact that KC did win that game. And so if you don't win this game. With this group, this is now like year four with this core group of players. I think this has to be considered a catastrophic disappointment of a season, even though the Bengals are, of course, a really talented team that is, again, the reigning AFC champs. You know what ends up happening? And I, you're younger than I am, so I don't know. Do you remember the four straight Bills Super Bowls? I don't know. Peripherally, yeah. I, I remember some, but not not vivid details. There, there, There was this sense... And even in documentaries that you'll see that that are out now about the Bills team, I think there was a 30 for 30 about it of like the fourth time they went to the Super Bowl. And this was going to be the second of the back to back when they lost to the Dallas Cowboys. There was just there was no excitement. Like, I I think even Buffalo didn't want to go like, you know, like their fans because they just didn't want to lose again. And Jim Kelly even said in that Super Bowl in Super Bowl 28, because they went to, to halftime. And I think they were winning at that at that point, but it was only maybe like ten to three. It's like they were done. Like it was spent. It was over. And so when you have those feelings, and I know that they're thirty years ago, but for a, a you know a guy like me who grew up in that era, that's the prime like of of when you're a teenager and you're loving football and everything's great. That is the prime time of it. Like you hearken back to that. And that starts to sink in now. So to your point of like, what what have they accomplished is is very, very fair. And it is a, a, a true criticism. And not only that, Aaron, you now add the element of now what's going to happen to us. So now you're adding an extra layer of my goodness. Are we just are we just jinxed? Are we cursed? Are we never to win? a Super Bowl or go back or get this, you know, this monkey off of our back. And it was like that with the playoff drought that they had. Like we even forget like the Music City miracle happened to the Bills. Sure. Like that's another one that Bills fans can point to and be like, well, that happened to us. Like this is and that's a layer that comes onto it. So I I, I think your point is is very fair. And then now when you add on to this of like the expectations of 30 years ago and the thought process that we're cursed and this isn't going to happen, it's going to even make it that much more difficult for Buffalo down the line. This is a real thing that we could be witnessing right before our eyes. Yeah, I don't know if people of a certain age like, you know, put all of that together. I'm just looking at this specific group as a definitive underachiever. And it's not say, and I'm not one of those, like, if you don't do it now, you'll never do it. But I mean, come on now favorites in this, in this, you know, favorites coming into the season. And I know Von Miller got hurt and I get that it has not been easy, but man, you know, this game's at home and and I don't, I know you kind of laid out the, the scenario where the snow actually helps Cincinnati more than does Buffalo. I don't care. You're at home. This is a huge game. You're the two seed. Um, you know, you, you were complaining late that you should be the one. Like, 
there's just no excuses to me. And so I get that there's probably some historical things that their fans are thinking about. I don't know that most people necessarily associate 1990 to 93 or 90. I completely disagree. I completely disagree with you. Yeah. And and, and here's the fact. Let's let's be honest. We're from a bit of different generations. I, I, I mean... Because I think that you're ready to go, see, look at what Pat Mahomes is. And Josh Allen is now fourth on my rankings. I don't I think do that's rankings. What we you get know to, I'm not That's what we guy. get to. Like, like, there is a bigger picture to this of, of, of their expectations. And I think we so want to sit there and put guys in and put guys in, in their place. And I don't think that – like, we weren't doing that – 30 years ago during this time like we no, there was never ever a conversation that said but, you know what Jim Kelly just isn't one of the all-time greats well we, we've had this conversation before that's not who I am and that's not what I'm saying I just think this specific group this was the year that you were out of excuses uh two years ago Josh Allen he's young he's this he's that last year Arrowhead you're on the brink well this year you come back you're the favorites in the preseason. You win the division. Yes, you had a major injury to Vaughn Miller, but to your point, Dan, and this is the point that we started the segment with, this hasn't been the same team the last five, six, seven weeks, whatever it's been. So, I, I we, I mean, we could disagree on the semantics, but let me ask you, is this season a failure if you well, can't get out of the divisional round at home? Well, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, think it's, I think it's a failure for them. I think whoever loses next week if the Bills don't advance, if it's the Bengals or the Chiefs, is a failure for them. You think it's a failure? You think yes. if, if Cincinnati goes to KC without three starting offensive linemen and they lose, that season's a failure? Well, yeah. I mean, they went to the Super Bowl last year. Like, I think that their goal is to go back and actually win the Super Bowl. I don't think that they're racking up AFC championship appearances and and they're going to be satisfied with that. I think there are very few teams that can be satisfied. Like the Bengals last year probably could be satisfied with that from where they were and where they came from. There's probably an instance where, you know what, they did lose the Super Bowl, even though they had the football at the 50 yard line, you know, with a chance to win the game. Looking back in hindsight, that's probably a game, you know, a season that you look back and say, all right, but to not like to get that far to get to the AFC Championship game and then and maybe lose that game and not be able to cash in, yeah, I would think that that's a disappointment. Well, I mean, I think you're disappointed because if you've gone to the Super Bowl, you want to get back. Yeah. But I also think there are mitigating factors that kind of keep things from, ha- from you know, like keep you from reaching your ultimate success, right? Like, yeah, the Rams were a really disappointing team this year, but they also had their star quarterback go out early in the year. Cooper Cup goes out, you know, with seven eight weeks left in the season. Um, Aaron Donald has his situation. So, like, yes, it's a disappointment, but there are mitigating factors. I think with the Bengals, like, as you said, the Bengals aren't even favored in this game. I think if you can survive this round, get to Arrowhead, if you don't survive Arrowhead, um, I I still think you can look up and say we probably got just about the most out of this team that we could. Now, one thing that I know we'll talk about over the next three hours, Patrick Mahomes, is he 100%? That's a different variable. If he sprains his ankle again and can't walk after the first quarter and you still lose the game, then that's different. But to me, I think the Bengals, this feels like about where they're supposed to be, where their season is supposed to end. Um, and you know, and you can even go back to last week where they kind of essentially needed a miracle play from Sam Hubbard to, to, to survive Baltimore. So whereas Buffalo, again, maybe I'm being too tough on them. I don't know. But I think part of this goes back to how we started the segment, Dan, is this hasn't been the team for the, 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 the same team for the last six, seven weeks. 
I do think it is a colossal disappointment if you can't get out of the division round, divisional round, even if it is against a good Cincinnati team. On taking it with the Bengals angle, though, like I also think that maybe we didn't appreciate how good the Bengals were. And in regard to that, I state they beat Kansas City. So the, so the team, you know, they're going to maybe play next year. Is, by the way, Joe Mixon got into the end zone. So it's 24 to 10. Extra point is good. Uh, it was a, a reviewed play at the goal line while Aaron and I were going back and forth. They reviewed Mixon did get into the end zone. So it's 24 to 10 Cincinnati leading Buffalo. But it is a team that beat the Chiefs. Uh, you know, earlier this season. So they have have that. And in the little bit that they did play against the Bills before the DeMar Hamlin injury, they were up 7-3 to three and looking like the offense was maybe moving towards another score. And, you know, and, and, and so much was made about this game being played in Buffalo and how it was unfair to Cincinnati considering of what could have happened in that outcome. Now that we see that, now you say to yourself, man, in that, you know, day after New Year's game, yeah, maybe Cincinnati was on their way to winning that game, and maybe they were the better team. So maybe we haven't given Cincinnati, you know, enough credit for what they have done because it hasn't necessarily have been pretty for them. But it seemed like we've kind of maybe gone head over heels at times with the Bills, while not even remembering what the Bengals have done at times this season. That part, really quickly, I will say I agree with. I think we've gone head over heels for the Bills, and we probably haven't acknowledged. Um, just everything that the Bengals have done. And, and again, I know you're coming off of a Super Bowl appearance, but there have been kind of speed bumps and row bumps along the way. And I give them credit because they're a quarter away now from uh, going to a second straight AFC championship game. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Beyer, as Aaron mentioned. Yeah, just uh, about to enter the fourth quarter. Just two seconds left in the third. Bengals lead the Bills by a score of 24 to 10. Get Aaron on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. As today's show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easily, easy, and affordable. Easy for me to say. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Coming up next, you got to be careful what you wish for in the National Football League, and we'll tell you what the Bills do as they have the football down 14. That's next here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Dan Byer. He's Aaron Torres. Welcome back to Fox Sports Red Zone Radio on a Fox Football Sunday. Highlight there, courtesy of 700 WLW and the Bengals Radio Network. It was a touchdown. The extra point was good, and now the Bengals have the football back up 24-10 to on the Buffalo Bills with 12.48 left to go. Uh, it is snowstorm in Buffalo. Joe Burrow still throwing for 242 yards and two touchdowns, and now we have a pass interference play that's going to set the Bengals up inside the 10-yard line. And to make matters worse, Aaron, uh, the Bills, in trying to defend T. Higgins on the play, Jordan Poyer and Tredavious White collided and hit each other, knocking them both um, down to the ground and injured. So not only is there a 14-point deficit that's now going to set up the Bengals first and goal, you've not had one but two of your starting star defensive players be knocked out on the same play that's going to set the Bengals up for possibly another score. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I was going to say it's unbelievable. A couple things. One – I have a Joe Burrow thing I want to run by you when this game goes final, if they are to hold on. We'll save that one. Well, that's what we call a tease on on this uh, on this show. But two, uh, I was going to say something about Buffalo. I can't even remember what I was going to say. But man, like this is this is bad. This is bad. And and whether it is the historical, and it's funny, Dan, you and I were at the Georgia National Championship game where Georgia for years was one of those programs, if you will, that couldn't get over the hump, that always believed the worst was going to happen, whether that's in the players' minds, the fans' minds, whatever. This is bad. It's one thing to lose to a good Bengals team. It, you start losing by two touchdowns, you get punked at the line of scrimmage with three starters out on the offensive line. This is about a worst-case scenario for the Bills right now. It really is. And this is this again gets back to who Buffalo is, because I think if we we get wrapped up in in everything that is the Bills, because honestly, like it's an awesome story. It's an awesome story for the for the NFL. They're very you know Buffalo. Buffalo isn't New York. Buffalo isn't L.A. You know, we just talked ten minutes ago about the the history of Buffalo and the misery of the four Super Bowls. Bills Mafia, you know, obviously has their identity. And then you have a you know, a guy like Josh Allen who some love, some didn't love, and he's ended up living up to so many of the uh, you know, expectations that, that those had for him and proved some of the doubters wrong. But there's also this point, Aaron, of how good are they really? Yep. Like, is it just Josh Allen? Because that's what it seems like. The Bengals today have not had a three and out. So, so there, there hasn't been a, a scenario where the Bills defense said, you know what, we got you offense. Because the conditions are bad, we're going to get a stop for you guys. We're going to get a turnover. It has not happened. And I don't just think it's the absence of Von Miller, which I do think is a big deal, obviously, when you're putting pressure on, on a quarterback. But I don't know how good they are. They don't run the ball mm-hmm. that well. And and when they do, it's usually Josh Allen doing the most of it. Like, I think that there is, you know, there's a real question of, like, how good of an overall team Buffalo really is. Maybe that's even more of a tip of the cap to Josh Allen to get him here. But there has been not one situation in this game, heck, even in the Dolphins game, you could say, where the defense has stepped up and have done, you know, like, anything 
hugely, you know, that, that could maybe change moment, momentum or do something. I, it's almost like they're just a one-man show right now. It is. Yeah, and it is something I've heard our buddy Colin Cowherd talk about a lot, and I've seen him send out a few tweets today, but it does feel like – it doesn't feel like there's any – like game plan that's been put together and I'm not X's and O's guy and I don't claim to be smarter than the guys that are paid millions to do this but like if I let me let me just ask you this Dan simple kind of you know one two sentence answer if I said what is the Bills identity what would you say <laughs> Josh Allen yeah that's it yeah, it's exactly yeah. right and and like by the way sometimes you kind of have that identity and it works like like the Chiefs identity is kind of Patrick Mahomes is going to do two or three crazy things a year, but they, they there's like a four-year track record or two or three crazy things a game, and we're going to get 17 points because of it, but there's like a four-year track record that that works. But most great teams in any sport at any level, they have an identity, and like I think the Bengals have an identity, and yeah, a lot of it is Joe Burrow, but... I don't know. Like I look at the Bills, and it, it really does just feel like, hey, we have maybe the most physically gifted quarterback in this league. Let's just go let him do stuff and see what happens. And it, it just—it's uh, a weird deal. But I agree with you, and you—I kind of, led you to water, and you—you you picked up right where I thought you might, which is it doesn't feel like they have a real identity other than let Josh Allen figure it out on the fly. Joe Mixon today leads the Bengals in rushing with 17 carries for 94 yards and a touchdown. Yes. Josh Allen leads the Bills today in rushing with seven carries for twenty yards and a touchdown. Yeah, like there's, you know, like there's, you know, he's your passing game and he's your running game, and your defense now can't get stops, and maybe your passing game isn't doing as well as it should. I mean, you know, the, the, in in the point of of trying to to look at really where the Bills are and where Josh Allen is, Joe Burrow's been able to figure things out in this weather. And, and and I do think some of that is the Bills' inability to get to Joe Burrow and also the Bills' inability to cover these guys. But it is, yeah, it is. They, they right now, seem to be a one-trick pony. And, and, it, and it works. I mean, it works at times in the regular season. But if you just go down their schedule and just kind of look back at the games that they have had and that they have played, you're going to realize maybe how incomplete of a team Buffalo was entering this contest. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer, live from the TireRack.com studios. We've got this game. We've got Cowboys and Niners coming up on Fox. Kickoff an hour from now. But first, let's head to the news desk. Live from the TireRack.com studios, the one and only Monty Bolaños giving us the latest of what's going on, not only in Buffalo, but also an upset in college basketball. Yes, I know. I'm excited to hear what Aaron thinks about that. Mm. But I'm actually going to tell you guys something first. We're to- we got the Bills and the Bengals going on yep. right now, and then we've got the Cowboys and the 49ers. Obviously, nobody has forgotten kicker Brett Maher and what he did in the last game. No bueno. Well, a reporter for The Athletic in San Francisco just tweeted this about 12 minutes ago. Brett Maher just missed a 43-yarder about 20 feet wide right after two earlier misses from shorter distance. Then he made two. Then he missed another wide right. This is in warm-ups? Yes. Wow. So right now in warm-ups. You got you got sources on the ground or what? Oh, you know, Twitter. Okay. Twitter. That's a good source. <laughs> yeah. Twitter. Twitter. Uh, I know. I love it. I love it. And so is, it's... You know, you're sorry to interrupt. No, you're fine. Monty, I just I want to say something to this. I said this on Friday on the network on the Doug Gottlieb show. I didn't think that Mars misses were, that, were as big of a deal as people wanted to make out because I felt like the misses were the same. 
They were all mm-hmm. missed to the right. Mm-hmm. And as someone who plays golf, you don't want a two-way miss. That, that Interesting. Was the, if, if you're missing left or right, you you if you're missing left and right, you have no idea where to aim. Right. You have no right side of the fairway, left side of the fairway. The one that Meyer missed the third time was just the, the pull hook. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, that was a little odd. But the other ones were all had fairly the same ball flight. So I figured that it was maybe just a minor adjustment. Mm-hmm. Now that you say this, I'm <laughs> thinking my theory is thrown out the window. No. We'll, we'll find out in an hour. We so. will find out. I mean, I, it's got to be psychological at this point. That sucks. It sucks. But the yips are real. And hopefully, maybe maybe he won't have as bad of a game. Maybe he won't miss four in a row. Who knows, guys? Who knows? We're going to have to wait and see in about an hour. But right now, the Bengals look like they're going to beat the Bills. 27 to 10 is the score. We're down to the last 10 minutes of the game. We'll see how this one ends. Maybe a miracle is upon us. We'll see. We'll see. But yes, major upset in college hoops. Number one, Houston lost to Temple 56-55. They had a chance to win at the end. A couple of chances and just could not get the ball in the basket. Number three, Purdue held on to beat Maryland and number 15, UConn, they cruised past Butler. No problems at all. 86-56 was the final score. My Clippers won, yay, against the Mavericks, 112-98. Kawhi Leonard actually played, 30 points, 9 rebounds. Luka Doncic, a double-double in the loss, 29 points and 10 rebounds. Back to you guys. Thank you very much, Monty, and it's a special day here at Fox Sports Radio. We have a Temple alum On staff, yes. Yes, the one and only Ethan Miller, our executive producer today. Uh, Let's go right to the He was pouring champagne on himself in the back. I thought that was kind of weird for like a one o'clock shift. But anyway, Ethan, go ahead. I'm doused in champagne right now. Don't tell Scott. Don't tell Mike. Don't tell anybody. (laughs) The the Temple victory today over Houston, how does it feel being Uh, a a Temple alum? You know what? It brings back memories to 20... 16 when I was a freshman and we knocked off SMU number eight in the country stormed the court and that's the last biggest win we've had so it feels great to be a Temple alum here in Los Angeles as we knock off number one in the country Torres <laughs> say it again baby oh the, the man. former number one Houston Cougars that's yes right. Oh, Back to you yeah. guys. Thank you. And look, the throwback from Ethan Miller. That is very, very good. Congrats <laughs> on the the upset win. We should have a new number one in the uh, AP poll tomorrow. Are May we doing want... an AT poll today? Or... <laughs> no, probably not. I mean, we've got some football playoffs to it's talk about. It's not in the preliminary rundown, but hey, maybe we can find one at some point. It looks like the Bills may have just turned the football over. As uh, Josh Allen uh, was attempting a pass, uh, this is going to be one of those close ones. Was the arm moving forward? Uh, is it an incomplete pass? Even if even if the ball is moving forward, if the arm was not in that position, it is still a fumble. So Mike Hilton coming up from his safety position, forcing that uh, forcing that fumble of of Josh Allen. So it is now under review. Uh, but it is almost over. It's 27 to 10 Cincinnati against Buffalo. 10 minutes to go in that contest. I do want to get your thoughts on last night's. You were on the air when the Giants fell to the Eagles and the Eagles walked on to the NFC Championship where they'll host either the Niners or the Cowboys next Sunday. Because now you look at the Giants 
and you look forward. Daniel Jones is not under contract. Saquon Barkley's not under contract. Jones didn't really want to talk about his contract situation last night. Understandable in, in what his future holds, but did say that he wants to go back. And I, you know, I, I know you guys talked about it, Aaron, and I don't know the temperature in the room, but when I ended up leaving that game last night, I just kind of felt to myself, I, I don't know if it was the greatest thing in the world that maybe Daniel Jones had this sort of season because I, I, I don't maybe maybe there are brighter days ahead. But I think like there are instances in the NFL where sometimes you got to be careful for what you wish for. And this may be I look at the Seahawks, for an example. I don't know if it's great that they're picking in the top five and now they think that Geno Smith could be their guy. Like maybe this is the time where you do take a quarterback. And I kind of wonder about the Giants as well. Like, are you now going to be throwing a bunch of money at Daniel Jones when you only have this one season of success? It was a very interesting conversation we did have last night because I think Jason and I both agreed, and I, at least I'll speak for myself, is that it was, one, it's great It's great you got to the playoffs, right? But, but I think there's also a belief, like, it does feel like Brian Dable got every ounce that you could out of Daniel Jones. Like, like this isn't, um, you know, Trevor Lawrence with more natural gifts in year two, and 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 you know he was the consensus number one pick, and everybody thought that that he could have a moment in time like he has had over the last four or five weeks, leading them to a division title and a playoff win. Daniel Jones, on the other hand, uh, this is now year four. Obviously, next year will be year five. And, you know, he's going to be 26 years old early next year. And it just feels like this is the best version that you're going to get of him. And so it's the weird situation where, you know, you could certainly do a lot worse. Like, to be clear, you know, just ask the team across the city from you, the Jets or whomever, you know, the tech. I can't even think off the top of my head, the Colts, whoever. You could certainly do worse, but also it feels like it's almost like, you know, we talk about with a number of quarterbacks is – you need everything to go right just to be in the position that you were yesterday. And then, oh, by the way, you saw against a, a team that has a, an elite defensive front, uh, elite weapons on offense, uh, a, a, a quarterback that's better than yours, it can get ugly really quick. And so, um, you know, obviously the franchise tag, it feels like, is in play. So that probably helps things. But it's the weird thing where you could do a lot worse. But we also kind of know Daniel Jones probably isn't the answer long term. Yeah, the, yeah, that's this is this is where it's it's not as simple as hey, is it Daniel Jones or is it not Daniel Jones? Yep. Like it's really because it, it, it's really on how much you have to pay, and that's where because of his contract situation that makes the scenario even more difficult. You obviously didn't pick up his fifth-year option, so now he is a free agent. If you use that franchise tag, it's going to cost you $45 million. And that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money for Daniel Jones. And that's a lot of money just to find out, do you have do you have your quarterback or not? Like it's one thing that, you know, if you picked up the fifth year option and are, you know, paying him the 25 million or whatever it is, like that's one thing to be like, all right, we can, we can take that. And then we can decide and see if really he's our guy long-term and if we're going to franchise him after that, but to do that for that amount is, is tricky. That, that's, I, I think that the, I think that the giant season, Aaron, and, and their defense seemed to get better um, the the guys that they've had stepping up on the outside, you know, Darius Slayton seemed to be the number one guy, and they've missed on wide receivers. You know, the Kenny Galladay signing was was atrocious. 
if if you can get pieces there, it gives you more weapons. I just wouldn't want to pay him $45 million a year to find out. You know, so that's why, like, if they could get a short-term deal done that pays him, you know, somewhere in that, you know, $30 million neighborhood, I'd feel a lot more, be- I'd feel a lot better about it if I were a Giants fan than than even risking on the one-year deal to pay him $45 million to see if he's actually worth it. It is a weird, weird, weird situation there. And again, it, it, I know you kind of frame this segment, I think you're absolutely right, is that sometimes having a degree of success beyond your expectation. It seems like, oh, that's always a good thing. It isn't always a good thing, right? There were teams that lost in Week 18, or teams that won in Week 18 that hurt their draft stock, teams that you didn't want to win one. And this feels like one of those scenarios where Brian Dable establishes, okay, I am, the to some degree, the QB whisperer. I mean, we're talking about Josh Allen melting down. He looked a lot better when Brian Dable was his OC. Daniel Jones reaching his potential. Uh, but, again, what more can you get out of Daniel Jones? I'm not sure. And if you can't, as you just laid out, it's going to be very, very expensive to bring him back even on a franchise tag. There is there is something to like, – like he's not Josh Allen, but the numbers you know that he put up against the Vikings were very Josh Allen-esque. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And with his running ability and his size, you're just now wanting him to take the next step. And, I mean, heck, you know. Giants have a better defense maybe than than what Buffalo has right now, at least in 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 some of the names and what could be. So there 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 is that like blueprint and heck, you had Brian Dable and and Joe Shane coming from you know from Buffalo. So you could see like there is a there there could be a plan for that, but it's yeah, it's just it's just the price of it. We're down to eight minutes in the AFC divisional showdown. Bengals leading the Bills twenty seven to ten, and the Bills facing a fourth down. They are in Cincinnati territory, but again, running out of time down to the Bengals sixteen yard line. Buffalo has just two timeouts left in this game as well. Should also be pointed out that this Brett Maher a warm up session in San Francisco is becoming um, quite the story as reporters are just watching Marr do this left and right. And Tim Kawakami, uh, Kawakami who covers uh, the Bay Area, the Niners and uh, Warriors and, and has for years for The Athletic reported that Jerry Jones actually walked out into the field <laughs> after Brett Marr missed a couple of, of uh, kicks. So now you got Jerry in your ear uh this is i'll I'll say this i don't think it's going to even come down to a couple of brett maher kicks today i Mm. i don't i i I think the 49ers will roll and to sit there and and worry about the kicker i i I just don't think it's going to matter i'll just say i miss the old jerry jones mid 90s we just talked about the 90s with the bills i miss the mid 90s jerry jones where it just be like you're out we're finding somebody else well let's i don't know like he used to have that george steinbrenner quality to him i feel like where he had a, a short fuse now it's just happy go lucky you know jason garrett gets 15 years to figure it out i need old school jerry jones back <laughs> he's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer. I actually think he's a lot more loyal. Like to your point, he kept Jason Garrett, kept Wade Phillips, gave Dave Campo the job one year. I think he's more loyal, and maybe that's maybe part of the Jerry Jones problem. Get Aaron on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. Find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Foxes. We are live from the TireRack.com studios. Uh, maybe uh, this is apropos because coming up next, have you ever had to fire someone? 
It's not as easy as it sounds. We'll talk about it next year on Fox Sports Radio. Polly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. As you all know, we're the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Polly and Tony Fusco Show. Numero uno. Yeah, and we know why millions of people tune in every week. Yeah. They want to hear us talk sports, not our idiot guests who think they know more about sports than we do. Yeah, listen to these dummies. You don't know crap about sports. Nothing. Uh, you don't know nothing uh, about football. This is the worst thing. Wait, he's still on the line. Get off the show. Off the show. You don't know basketball. If you want to hear how sports talk should be done, yeah. listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. here on a Fox Football Sunday. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byers. We are live from the TireRack.com studios. Bengals continually to the, continue to lead the Bills 27-10 to 10 with just under six minutes to go. And Joe Mixon on a third and two run. It's going to be close. I thought maybe his knee was down short of the line to gain. But the Bengals up 27-10 to 10 on Buffalo. Not only that, Aaron, the Bills are out of timeouts. They were out of timeouts two minutes ago. Like, I, I can't – like, this is – it was weird. I don't know if you're driving, if you're going somewhere, you're listening to us, you can't see it on the screen. But it is weird to look at the Buffalo graphic on the screen and see none of the dashes underneath their team name representing first downs because, yeah, they've already used them all to try to stop the clock down 17. Crazy, crazy day in Buffalo. Correct. And it was a first down. So – disappointing crazy day as well by the way we were doing updates on the twitter videos of um of brett maher in the second game okay it's worth noting uh a video just surfaced of robbie gold the uh, gould however you say the name of yeah, the uh, gold, kicker yeah. of the 49ers he is kicking from the end zone perp i don't even know how to describe it he's to the right of the goal post back of the end zone Kicking and hitting the upright. I can't even describe it, Dan. I'm just going to tag you on this video so you can okay. see it yourself. Uh, so at the very least, it's going to be a kicking mismatch. It appears as though it's going to be a kicking mismatch in uh, in uh, San Francisco today. I can't speak for everything else, but a kicking mismatch indeed. 
Oh, I actually, I just, I brought it up. I saw it as well. It's man. So he's basically just trying to be straight on with it, right? Just trying yes. to, it's from right at the edge of the goal line that uh, the crossbar actually hovers over, but he's kicking from the corner pylon. Uh, that is, that is accuracy. Again, I don't think it's going to come down to kickers today in the Cowboys Niners game. I just, I just don't see it. The Jerry Jones coming out of the field and talking to, to Brett Mars now going to be talked about and talked about for a while and I'm sure people are saying like man why don't you just move on from him and I, I don't think that you could after Monday's performance I also think Aaron it's a lot to ask if you were to sign Tristan Vizcaino off the street put him on the practice squad and then now you put him in the game to be your kicker in an NFC divisional playoff game. I think there's like a lot of pressure with that and just move on so quick. I, I, I think the Cowboys in short, what I'm saying is they made the right move and it's difficult to fire someone. I, I had to let somebody go this week. Mm. Yes. I had to fire our pool guy this week. Oh, okay. Yeah, good. Yes. Yes. So, which I, I'll get into later in, in the show, but it was, you know, like I, I think at some point, you know, you got to think of the pressure. If you do make the move, what you've got, and that's why I think the Cowboys didn't make the move. When you said you had to fire somebody, I was worried about our our update anchors. I was like, they're no. all great. I love <laughs> no, them all. They're no. great. No, no, not at all. They all are, are great. They are magnificent, including Monty Bolaños, who is in for us today. She'll have an update at the top of the hour. Time is running out on the Bills and the Niners and Cowboys coming up. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Bayer. That's all next year on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. are just 78 seconds remaining in the season for the Buffalo Bills. Welcome in as we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Bengals, as you heard Monty say, up on Buffalo, 27 to 10. Buffalo does have the football back, but no timeouts. And again, down 17, quite a tall order. Doing it in the snow, Wintry mix, white stuff all over the field. 
Bills running game, non-existent. Bengals running game, surely present. Joe Burrow was great. And Cincinnati, for the second straight season, will advance to the AFC Championship game. And for the second straight season, they will go to Kansas City and face the Chiefs in that championship game. Get Aaron on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Bayer on Fox. And I do just want to touch on this, and we're going to touch on the Bengals next hour as well on on what this win means and and how we look at the Bengals. But from a Bills perspective, Aaron, you and I uh, last hour were talking about this. You think that there are some immediate short-term ramifications in in looking at Buffalo and what this loss means and and really looking at uh, who they are as an organization. Well, I just think, I don't know, like, what I would say is this, is that going into the year, I thought it was a little weird, but also, like, weirdly justified. I said it, it, two things can be true. They were the favorites going into the year, and I felt like they probably should be, but I also said I don't ever remember a favorite that has actually accomplished less than the Buffalo Bills. As I said, this particular core of guys has never won a Super Bowl, has never played in a Super Bowl, has been one AFC Championship game two years ago at Arrowhead and got destroyed. Last year, obviously, I know it was an all-time classic, but they did lose in the divisional round. And so why I bring it up is I, I just think that given the circumstances, you're at home, I know the weather wasn't great, blah, 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 but you're at home, you're playing a, a, a Bengals team that I would argue is more banged up than you. I know you don't have Vaughn Miller. That's not an excuse, though. This is football. Injuries happen. Mm-hmm. This is a game you got to win. And then, you know, if, if it's a weird thing where you're in Atlanta and Mahomes and it's indoors and whatever, that's different if you lose there, in my opinion, to a team that has been there a million times before. Uh, but I think this is a colossal loss for the Buffalo Bills. I really, really, really do. I, I'm not saying, you know, Josh Allen's overrated or, you know, I, I and I know you and I have joked about the people that need to contextualize everything. And this guy is now number seven on my all-time list because he did that. And it's like, no, but I also think that we can acknowledge that if you are the preseason favorites and your best player is ready to go and you're at home in the divisional round, this is a game that you got to win. So I look at where Buffalo is now, and this is what's going to happen. And I think it's, I I look at it from like the long-term you know, aspect that I think where you've got guys like me in their 40s um, who remember what happened 30 years ago in the four straight losses in the Super Bowl. And we reference the Music City Miracle. The Buffalo Bills are becoming the Boston Red Sox of the NFL. Again, I know Boston won their World Series title in 2004, but you want to talk about what is starting to look like a cursed franchise. I mean, like this is this is another another opportunity where it was all there for them. I mean, it was there there were even adjustments made to the NFL schedule because of, you know, what happened with DeMar Hamlin where, you know, there's some people who felt that Buffalo shouldn't have even have, you know, shouldn't have gotten home field that Kansas City had the better winning percentage and that was the rules that were put in. So there were even adjustments made that benefited them but didn't benefit the Bengals in the same breath. Like now, like if you're a Bills fan, you didn't forget those four Super Bowl losses, and now it's just going to be on repeat. Like the playoff drought that they ended, you know, what was now what, you know, five, six years ago? Like that's that's like a, a distant memory, but that's put into the, the file cabinet of all of this misery of being a Buffalo Bills fan. And when you're talking about, you know, 
cursed franchises in the NFL. You know, you're talking about the Cleveland Browns and the drive and the fumble and how close it was for them to get to the to the World Series. I think it's the same for the Buffalo Bills. They're the cursed franchise in the NFL now with losing this game against the Bengals. And it dates back 30 years to the four straight Super Bowl losses. It's something that they just can't shake right now and until they – go to a Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl, I think it's going to hover over them. Yeah, and, and to go back to our hour one conversation, I guess what I would say is I don't disagree that there are definitely a lot of fans and certainly fans of a generation that are probably you know 35 to 40-ish plus who do feel cursed. I, I guess what I was trying to say is I don't think that you can equate, certainly for the players in the locker room, most of which aren't even old enough to remember that four straight Super Bowls where you lose. Um but I also but don't you re- don't you remember when the Red Sox lost to the Yankees and Aaron freaking Boone? Yeah, like, do you, don't you remember that? Like you know Pedro, like that's that's the scar tissue. And I know you don't remember '86 and the and the Red Sox and Mets, but that's what ends up happening. Are these these scenarios end up building up where you think it's your year and. Yeah, they don't remember the Babe Ruth trade in Boston. Uh, but they, let me let me can I jump in on that? Sure. Should a Bills fan have felt like this is their year, not in August, but I mean, I'm talking the last four or five weeks when, as you said, Dan, I mean, you led the show by saying this ain't the Bills of September and October when they're playing Sunday night football. They're up 24 nothing or whatever against the Green Bay Packers. Should they have felt like this is their year or should they have felt like, you know what? We have the talent, but we haven't seen that talent play to its potential in five, six, seven weeks. I think that you have an expectation that you've got a home playoff game. It's a wintry mix that you would you would have every reason to think that this is going to be your day, and then it completely doesn't. Fair. Like That's it's, fair. That's fair. It's 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 not a. This isn't a ball going through Buckner's legs sort of deal, but like this was this was set up in a way where. Buffalo with the, you know, the awful scenario with the DeMar Hamlin and thank goodness DeMar Hamlin is alive and at the at the game today that the NFL took steps where, you know, I, I now I think we'd have questions if they would have won that game in Cincinnati anyway for how this uh, how this played out today, but the NFL took steps to ensure that the Bills wouldn't have to go to Kansas City if there was an AFC championship game, which I know Bills fans are like, why do we always have to go to Kansas City? Because it seems like they're always going to Kansas City. And I think they actually they are again next season. It's just the fact of it's just you file it away. It's another disappointing loss. Like last year's 13-second debacle, that's the ball through Buckner's legs. Or that's the Aaron freaking Boone. Like in those things add up. And those, you know, that ability to just – you know, to break through and, and win a Super Bowl or to try to get there, it's just it's another season of disappointment when you feel like you should break through. It doesn't matter. It may not be on a 10, Aaron. It, it was probably at a 10 at the start of the season, yeah. you know, and, and maybe as the season unfolds, if you're realistic, it's at an eight and a half or a nine. But still, there was stuff that was set up to go your way. And now you have another early exit like this. Like that's. There are very few cursed franchises in the National Football League, and I think you could put Cleveland in that breath. That's why I just look Chargers. at it from the, the Chargers. Sure, you know they've 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 had their issues, but there's something about the four straight Super Bowl losses, Let, and that's why I just keep going back to is 
Because I know there's a, guy, a lot of guys like me in our age that remember that scenario. Now you're looking at Buffalo and maybe maybe you are in Buffalo saying, here we go again. Let me ask you a different question, but it's kind of the same context. Is you know, And again, I'll use the analogy that I used in hour one. You and I were at that college football championship game at SoFi Stadium where Georgia obliterated t- TCU. But there was a moment in time where Georgia had – this, and when I say a moment in time, I mean literally – the start of last season, the middle of last season, the end of last season, where people just said, Georgia, sorry, I'm done. Prove me wrong. Do you think that we're now at, like, like how are we going to talk about the Bills going into next season? Are there going to be people on these airwaves, Josh Allen, this is the year, blah, 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 blah. Or are we going to say, you got the home loss on your resume to Joe Burrow, uh, back-to-back losses to Patrick Mahomes. You're going to have to go through one of those guys, if not both. I need to see it, Buffalo. I guess I'm curious for your yeah. perspective. How are we going to talk about them going forward? Is it going to be a yeah-but situation where, okay, we gave you the benefit of the doubt last year, but it's 2023 now. Now you need to prove it to me. I think they're going to talk about them like you talk about them. I don't think they're going to get any benefit of the doubt. Sure. I think that this loss is extremely um, different than last year's. They were dominated today. Mm -hmm. They were dominated by a team that they're going to now have to compete with over the next couple of years and and who knows how much in in the future and I know Cincinnati's going to have some decisions to make with with T Higgins but Joe Burrow's going to be there next year and so is Jamar Chase and and yeah so I think that there is I I think that the goodwill that they built up last season entering next season is not going to be there and I do believe I do think I do believe short term like there are there are questions but I also just think on the bigger level like this is if you're a Bills fan, now you're just wondering why why is this happening to us? Yeah. Why you know, like why you know, like there is there was a lot of goodwill when they broke through in the playoffs and Andy Dalton and the Bengals beat the Ravens and it allowed Buffalo to go in when, you know, Terod Taylor was their starting quarterback. But now that you've arrived there, like that's that's a very, very small victory of getting to the playoffs considering how they've been ousted from the playoffs now the last three years. Yeah, I, and I agree with you. I think I, I can – and by the way, I, I, I've been not critical, but but I think asking questions about if they were – should have legitimately been the, the, the betting favorite coming into the year. But again, I understood it. And I think this was the year where you said, okay – 13 seconds away from beating uh, uh, KC and Arrowhead, and then you're hosting the super, uh, you're hosting the AFC Championship to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, of course, in the divisional round last year, the, the the January of 2022. So I feel like this was the year that they got the benefit of the doubt. I don't think they will publicly next year. And I will say, Dan, I, I think I've come around a little bit to the idea that the fans, that the people who follow this team on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis feel like this is probably a cursed franchise. Um you know, I think from the outside, I, I can't speak for anybody else. To me, I kind of look at it as you said, a, a little bit of a different scenario this year where this isn't being cursed isn't playing poorly down the stretch and then losing by 17 at home uh, in the playoffs. But I do think there's probably a significant portion of the Bills fan base that feels like everything was lined up this year. If it didn't happen this year, maybe we are just cursed. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer. Football fans, be sure to tune in to Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM on Sunday morning, three hours before kickoff. That's right. Tune in on Sunday morning, 10 o'clock Eastern time, as we take you all the way to kickoff on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app, presented by BetMGM. 
Cowboys and Niners coming up at the bottom of the hour in a game that you can see on Fox. Also coming up at the bottom of the hour, Aaron Torres is in the hot seat for easy as one, two, three, four. But coming up next, we talk to an NFL insider and find out what is next for those Buffalo Bills and so much more. That's next here on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. I'm Dan Byer. He's Aaron Torres. Welcome back to Fox Sports Red Zone Radio on a Fox Football Sunday. Highlight there, courtesy of 700 WLW and the Bengals Radio Network. It was a touchdown. The extra point was good, and now the Bengals have the football back up 24-10 on the Buffalo Bills with 12.48 left to go. Uh, It is snowstorm in Buffalo. Joe Burrow still throwing for 242 yards and two touchdowns, and now we have a pass interference play that's going to set the Bengals up inside the 10-yard line. And to make matters worse, Aaron, uh, the Bills in trying to defend T. Higgins on the play – Jordan Poyer and Tredavious White collided and hit each other, knocking them both um, down to the ground and injured. So not only is there a 14-point deficit that's now going to set up the Bengals first and goal, you've not had one but two of your starting star defensive players be knocked out on the same play that's going to set the Bengals up for possibly another score. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I was going to say it's unbelievable. A couple things. One – I have a Joe Burrow thing I want to run by you when this game goes final, if they are to hold on. We'll save that one. Well, that's what we call a tease on on this uh, on this show. But two, uh, I was going to say something about Buffalo. I can't even remember what I was going to say. But man, like this is this is bad. This is bad. And and whether it is the historical, and it's funny, Dan, you and I were at the Georgia National Championship game where Georgia for years was one of those programs, if you will, that couldn't get over the hump, that always believed the worst was going to happen, whether that's in the players' minds, the fans' minds, whatever. This is bad. It's one thing to lose to a good Bengals team. It, you start losing by two touchdowns, you get punked at the line of scrimmage with three starters out on the offensive line. This is about a worst-case scenario for the Bills right now. It really is. And this is this again gets back to who Buffalo is, because I think if we we get wrapped up in in everything that is the Bills, because honestly, like it's an awesome story. It's an awesome story for the for the NFL. They're very you know Buffalo. Buffalo isn't New York. Buffalo isn't L.A. You know, we just talked ten minutes ago about the the history of Buffalo and the misery of the four Super Bowls. Bills Mafia, you know, obviously has their identity, and then you have a you know a guy like Josh Allen who some love, some didn't love, and he's ended up living up to so many of the uh, you know expectations that that those had for him, and proved some of the doubters wrong. But there's also this point, Aaron, of how good are they really? Yep. Like, is it just Josh Allen? Because that's what it seems like. The Bengals today have not had a three and out. So, so there, there hasn't been a, a scenario where the Bills defense said, you know what, we got you offense because the conditions are bad. We're going to get a stop for you guys. We're going to get a turnover. It has not happened. And I don't just think it's the absence of Von Miller, which I do think is a big deal, obviously, when you're putting pressure on, on a quarterback. But I don't know how good they are. They don't run the ball mm-hmm. that well. And and when they do, it's usually Josh Allen doing the most of it. Like, I think that there is, you know, there's a real question of, like, 
how good of an overall team Buffalo really is. Maybe that's even more of a tip of the cap to Josh Allen to get him here, but there has been not one situation in this game, heck, even in the Dolphins game, you could say, where the defense has stepped up and have done you know, like anything hugely you know, that, that could maybe change romantic momentum or do something it's almost like they're just a one-man show right now it is yeah and it is some i've heard our buddy colin cowherd talk about a lot and i've seen him send out a few tweets today but it does feel like it doesn't feel like there's any like game plan that's been put together and i'm not x's and o's guy and i don't claim to be smarter than the guys that are paid millions to do this but like if i let me let me just ask you this dan simple kind of you know one two sentence answer if i said what is the bill's identity what would you say? Josh Allen. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's exactly yep. right. And and like by the way, sometimes you kind of have that identity and it works. Like like the Chiefs identity is kind of Patrick Mahomes is going to do two or three crazy things a year, but they, they there's like a four-year track record or two or three crazy things a game and we're going to get 17 points because of it. But there's like a four-year track record that that works. But most great teams in any sport at any level, they have an identity and like I would think the Bengals have an identity, and yeah, a lot of it is Joe Burrow, but I don't know. Like, I look at the Bills, and it, it really does just feel like, hey, we have maybe the most physically gifted quarterback in this league. Let's just go let him do stuff and see what happens. And it, it just, uh, it's a weird deal, but I agree with you, and you kind of, I led you to water, and you, you picked up right where I thought you might, which is it doesn't feel like they have a real identity other than let Josh Allen figure it out on the fly. Joe Mixon today leads the Bengals in rushing with 17 carries for 94 yards and a touchdown. Yes. Josh Allen leads the Bills today in rushing with seven carries for 20 yards and a touchdown. Like there's, you know, like there's, you know, he's your passing game and he's your running game and your defense now can't get stops and maybe your passing game isn't doing as well as it should. I mean, you know, in, in the point of, of trying to, to look at really where the Bills are and where Josh Allen is, Joe Burrow's been able to figure things out in this weather. And, and and I do think some of that is the Bills' inability to get to Joe Burrow and also the Bills' inability to cover these guys. But it is, yeah, it is. They, they right now, seem to be a one-trick pony. And, and, it, and it works. I mean, it works at times in the regular season. But if you just go down their schedule and just kind of look back at the games that they have had and that they have played – you're going to realize maybe how incomplete of a team Buffalo was entering this contest. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer, live from the TireRack.com studios. We've got this game. We've got Cowboys and Niners coming up on Fox. Kickoff an hour from now. But first, let's head to the news desk. Live from the TireRack.com studios, the one and only Monty Bolaños giving us the latest of what's going on, not only in Buffalo, but also an upset in college basketball. Yes, on, I know. I'm excited to hear what Aaron thinks about that. Mm. But I'm actually going to tell you guys something first. We're to- we got the Bills and the Bengals going on yep. right now, and then we've got the Cowboys and the 49ers. Obviously, nobody has forgotten kicker Brett Maher and what he did in the last game. No bueno. Well, a reporter for The Athletic in San Francisco just tweeted this about 12 minutes ago. Brett Maher just missed a 43-yarder about 20 feet wide right after two earlier misses from shorter distance. Then he made two, then he missed another wide right. This is in warm-ups? Yes. Wow. So right now in warm-ups. You got you got sources on the ground or what? Oh, you know, Twitter. Okay. Twitter. That's a good source. <laughs> yeah, Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. I know, I love it. I love it. And this so is- 
It's you know, you're sorry surreal. to interrupt. No, you're fine. Monty, I just I want to say something to this. I said this on Friday on the network on the Doug Gottlieb show. I didn't think that Mars misses were that were as big of a deal as people wanted to make out because I felt like the misses were the same. They were all mm-hmm. missed to the right. Mm-hmm. And as someone who plays golf, you don't want a two-way miss. That, that Interesting. Was a, if, if you're missing sense. left or right, you you if you're missing left and right, you have no idea where to aim. Right. You have no right side of the fairway, left side of the fairway. The one that Meyer missed the third time was just the, the pull hook. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, that was a little odd. But the other ones were all had fairly the same ball flight. So I figured that it was maybe just a minor adjustment. Mm-hmm. Now that you say this, I'm thinking my theory is thrown out the window. No. We'll, we'll find out in an hour. We so. will find out. I mean, I, it's got to be psychological at this point. That sucks. It sucks. But the yips are real. And hopefully, maybe maybe he won't have as bad of a game. Maybe he won't miss four in a row. Who knows, guys? Who knows? We're going to have to wait and see in about an hour. But right now, the Bengals look like they're going to beat the Bills. 27 to 10 is the score. We're down to the last 10 minutes of the game. We'll see how this one ends. Maybe a miracle is upon us. We'll see. We'll see. But yes, major upset in college hoops. Number one, Houston lost to Temple 56-55. They had a chance to win at the end. A couple of chances and just could not get the ball in the basket. Number three, Purdue held on to beat Maryland and number 15, UConn, they cruised past Butler. No problems at all. 86-56 was the final score. My Clippers won, yay, against the Mavericks, 112-98. Kawhi Leonard actually played, 30 points, 9 rebounds. Luka Doncic, a double-double in the loss, 29 points and 10 rebounds. Back to you guys. Thank you very much, Monty, and it's a special day here at Fox Sports Radio. We have a Temple alum Oh. On staff, yes. Yes, the one and only Ethan Miller, our executive producer today. Uh, let, let's go right to he the He was executive. pouring champagne on himself in the back. I thought really? that was kind of weird for like a one o'clock shift. But anyway, Ethan, go ahead. I'm doused in champagne right now. Don't tell Scott. Don't tell Mike. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> the, the Temple victory today over Houston, how does it feel being uh, a, a, a Temple alum? You know what? It brings back memories to 20... 20- 16 when I was a freshman and we knocked off SMU number eight in the country stormed the court and that's the last biggest win we've had so it feels great to be a Temple alum here in Los Angeles as we knock off number one in the country Torres (laughs) say it again baby oh man former number one Houston Cougar says yes Oh, Back to you yeah. guys. Thank you. And look, the throwback from Ethan Miller. That is very, very good. Congrats <laughs> on the the upset win. We should have a new number one in the uh, AP poll tomorrow. Are May we doing watch. an AT poll today? Or? <laughs> no, probably not. I mean, we've got some football playoffs to it's talk about. It's not in the preliminary rundown, but hey, maybe we can find one at some point. It looks like the Bills may have just turned the football over as uh, Josh Allen uh, was attempting a pass. Uh, This is going to be one of those close ones. Was the arm moving forward? Uh, Is it an incomplete pass? Even if if the ball is moving forward, if the arm was not in that position, it is still a fumble. So Mike Hilton coming up from his safety position – Forcing that, uh, forcing that fumble of of Josh Allen, so it is now under review, uh, but it is almost over. It's twenty seven to ten, Cincinnati against Buffalo. Ten minutes to go in that contest. I do want to get your thoughts on last night's. You were on the air when the Giants fell to the Eagles, and the Eagles 
walked on to the NFC Championship where they'll host either the Niners or the Cowboys next Sunday. Because now you look at the Giants and you look forward. Daniel Jones is not under contract. Saquon Barkley's not under contract. Jones didn't really want to talk about his contract situation last night. Understandable in, in what his future holds, but did say that he wants to go back. And I, you know, I, I know you guys talked about it, Aaron, and I don't know the temperature in the room, but when I ended up leaving that game last night, I just kind of felt to myself, I, I don't know if it was the greatest thing in the world that maybe Daniel Jones had this sort of season because I, I, I don't maybe maybe there are brighter days ahead. But I think like there are instances in the NFL where sometimes you got to be careful for what you wish for. And this may be I look at the Seahawks for an example. I don't know if it's great that they're picking in the top five and now they think that Geno Smith could be their guy. Like maybe this is the time where you do take a quarterback. And I kind of wonder about the Giants as well. Like, are you now going to be throwing a bunch of money at Daniel Jones when you only have this one season of success? It was a very interesting conversation we did have last night because I think Jason and I both agreed, and I, at least I'll speak for myself, is that it was, one, it's great It's great you got to the playoffs, right? But, but I think there's also a belief, like, it does feel like Brian Dable got every ounce that you could out of Daniel Jones. Like, like this isn't, um, you know, Trevor Lawrence with more natural gifts in year two, and 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 you know he was the consensus number one pick, and everybody thought that that he could have a moment in time like he has had over the last four or five weeks, leading them to a division title and a playoff win. Daniel Jones, on the other hand, uh, this is now year four. Obviously, next year will be year five. And, you know, he's going to be 26 years old early next year. And it just feels like this is the best version that you're going to get of him. And so it's the weird situation where, you know, you could certainly do a lot worse. Like, to be clear, you know, just ask the team across the city from you, the Jets or whomever, sure. you know, the tech. I can't even think off the top of my head, the Colts, whoever. You could certainly do worse, but also it feels like it's almost like, you know, we talk about with a number of quarterbacks is – you need everything to go right just to be in the position that you were yesterday. And then, oh, by the way, you saw against a, a team that has a, an elite defensive front, uh, elite weapons on offense, uh, a, a, a quarterback that's better than yours, it can get ugly really quick. And so, um, you know, obviously the franchise tag, it feels like, is in place. So that probably helps things. But it's the weird thing where you could do a lot worse. But we also kind of know Daniel Jones probably isn't the answer long term. Yeah, the, yeah, that's this is this is where it's it's not as simple as hey, is it Daniel Jones or is it not Daniel Jones? Yep. Like it's really because it, it, it's really on how much you have to pay, and that's where because of his contract situation that makes the scenario even more difficult. You obviously didn't pick up his fifth-year option, so now he is a free agent. If you use that franchise tag, it's going to cost you $45 million. And that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money for Daniel Jones. And that's a lot of money just to find out, do you have do you have your quarterback or not? Like it's one thing that, you know, if you picked up the fifth year option and are, you know, paying him the 25 million or whatever it is, like that's one thing to be like, all right, we can we can take that and then we can decide and see if really he's our guy long term and if we're going to franchise him after that. But to do that for that amount is is tricky. That, that's I, I think that the I think that the Giants season Aaron and and their defense seemed to get better. 
Um, the the guys that they've had stepping up on the outside, you know, Darius Slayton seemed to be the number one guy, and they've missed on wide receivers. You know, the Kenny Galladay signing was was atrocious. If if you can get pieces there, it gives you more weapons. I just wouldn't want to pay him forty five million dollars a year to find out. You know, so that's why, like, if they could get a short-term deal done that pays him, you know, somewhere in that, you know, $30 million neighborhood, I'd feel a lot more, be- I'd feel a lot better about it if I were a Giants fan than than even risking on the one-year deal to pay him $45 million to see if he's actually worth it. It is a weird, weird, weird situation there. And again, it, it, I know you kind of frame this segment, I think you're absolutely right, is that sometimes having a degree of success beyond your expectation. It seems like, oh, that's always a good thing. It isn't always a good thing, right? There were teams that lost in Week 18 or teams that won in Week 18 that hurt their draft stock, teams that you didn't want to win won. And this feels like one of those scenarios where Brian Dable establishes, okay, I am the to some degree the QB whisperer. I mean, we're talking about Josh Allen melting down. He looked a lot better when Brian Dable was his OC. Daniel Jones reaching his potential. Uh, but, again, what more can you get out of Daniel Jones? I'm not sure. And if you can't, as you just laid out, it's going to be very, very expensive to bring him back even on a franchise tag. There is there is something to like, – like he's not Josh Allen, but the numbers you know that he put up against the Vikings were very Josh Allen-esque. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And with his running ability and his size, you're just now wanting him to take the next step. And, I mean, heck, you know. Giants have a better defense maybe than than what Buffalo has right now, at least in 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 some of the names and what could be. So there 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 is that like blueprint and heck, you had Brian Dable and and Joe Shane coming from you know from Buffalo. So you could see like there is a there there could be a plan for that, but it's yeah, it's just it's just the price of it. We're down to eight minutes in the AFC divisional showdown. Bengals leading the Bills twenty seven to ten, and the Bills facing a fourth down. They are in Cincinnati territory, but again, running out of time down to the Bengals sixteen yard line. Buffalo has just two timeouts left in this game as well. Should also be pointed out that this Brett Maher a warm up session in San Francisco is becoming um, quite the story as reporters are just watching Mar do this left and right. And Tim Kawakami, uh, Kawakami who covers uh, the Bay Area, the Niners and uh, Warriors and, and has for years for The Athletic reported that Jerry Jones actually walked out into the field <laughs> after Brett Maher missed a couple of, of uh, kicks. So now you got Jerry in your ear uh this is i'll I'll say this i don't think it's going to even come down to a couple of brett maher kicks today i Mm -hmm. i don't i i I think the 49ers will roll and to sit there and and worry about the kicker Uh, i i I just don't think it's going to matter i'll just say i miss the old jerry jones mid 90s we just talked about the 90s with the bills i miss the mid 90s jerry jones where it just be like you're out. We're finding somebody else. Well, let's, I don't know, like, he used to have that George Steinbrenner quality to him, I feel like, where he had a, a short fuse. Now it's just happy-go-lucky. You know, Jason Garrett gets 15 years to figure it out. I need old-school Jerry Jones back. <laughs> he's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer. I actually think he's a lot more loyal. Like, to your point, he kept Jason Garrett, kept Wade Phillips, gave Dave Campo the job one year. I think he's more loyal, and maybe that's maybe part of the Jerry Jones problem. Get Aaron on Twitter, at Aaron underscore Torres. Find me on Twitter. Twitter at Dan Byer on Foxes. We are live from the TireRack.com studios. Uh, maybe uh, this is apropos because coming up next, have you ever had to fire someone? It's not as easy as it sounds. We'll talk about it next year on Fox Sports Radio.
There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. are just 78 seconds remaining in the season for the Buffalo Bills. Welcome in as we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Bengals, as you heard Monty say, up on Buffalo, 27-10. to 10. Buffalo does have the football back, but no timeouts. And again, down 17, quite a tall order. Doing it in the snow wintry mix white stuff all over the field bills running game non-existent bengals running game surely present joe burrow was great and cincinnati for the second straight season will advance to the afc championship game and for the second straight season they will go to kansas city and face the chiefs in that championship game get aaron on twitter at aaron underscore torres you can find me on twitter at dan Bayer on fox and i do just want to touch on this and we're going to touch on the bengals next hour as well on on what this win means and, and how we look at the bengals but from a bills perspective aaron you and i uh last hour were talking about this you think that there are some immediate short-term ramifications in, in looking at buffalo and what this loss means and in, in really looking at uh, who they are as an organization well, I just think, I don't know, like, I, what I would say is this, is that going into the year, I thought it was a little weird, but also, like, weirdly justified. I said it, it two things can be true. They were the favorites going into the year, and I felt like they probably should be, but I also said I don't ever remember a favorite that has actually accomplished less than the Buffalo Bills. As I said, this particular core of guys has never won a Super Bowl, has never played in a Super Bowl, has been a one AFC championship game two years ago at Arrowhead and got destroyed. Last year, obviously, I know it was an all-time classic, but they did lose in the divisional round. And so why I bring it up is I, I just think that given the circumstances, you're at home, I know the weather wasn't great, blah, 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 but you're at home, you're playing a, a, a Bengals team that I would argue is more banged up than you. I know you don't have Vaughn Miller. That's not an excuse, though. This is football. Injuries happen. Mm-hmm. This is a game you got to win. And then, you know, if, if it's a weird thing where you're in Atlanta and Mahomes and it's indoors and whatever, 
That's different if you lose there, in my opinion, to a team that has been there a million times before. Uh, but I think this is a colossal loss for the Buffalo Bills. I really, really, really do. I, I'm not saying, you know, Josh Allen's overrated or, you know, I, I and I know you and I have joked about the people that need to contextualize everything. And this guy is now number seven on my all time list because he did that. And it's like, no. But I also think that we can acknowledge that if you are the preseason favorites and you, your best player is ready to go and you're at home in the divisional round, this is a game that you got to win. So I look at where Buffalo is now, and this is what's going to happen. And I think it's I, I look at it from like the long term, you know, aspect. And I think where you've got guys like me in their forties um, who remember what happened thirty years ago in the four straight losses in the Super Bowl. And we reference the Music City Miracle. The Buffalo Bills are becoming the Boston Red Sox of the NFL. Again, I know Boston won their World Series title in 2004, but you want to talk about what is starting to look like a cursed franchise. I mean, like this is this is another another opportunity where it was all there for them. I mean, it was there. There were even adjustments made to the NFL schedule because of you know what happened with Demar Hamlin. Where you know there's some people who felt that Buffalo shouldn't have even have you know shouldn't have gotten home field, that Kansas City had the better winning percentage, and that was the rules that were put in. So there were even adjustments made that benefited them, but didn't benefit the Bengals in the same breath. Like now, like if you're a Bills fan, you didn't forget those four Super Bowl losses, and now it's just going to be on repeat. Like, the playoff drought that they ended, you know, what was now what? You know, five, six years ago? Like, that's that's like a, a distant memory, but that's put into the, the file cabinet of all of this misery of being a Buffalo Bills fan. And when you're talking about, you know, cursed franchises in the NFL, you know, you're talking about the Cleveland Browns and the drive and the fumble and how close it was for them to get to the to the World Series. I think it's the same for the Buffalo Bills. They're the cursed franchise in the NFL now with losing this game against the Bengals, and it dates back 30 years to the four straight Super Bowl losses. It's something that they just can't shake right now, and until they go to a Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl, I think it's going to hover over them. Yeah, and, and to go back to our hour one conversation, I guess what I would say is I don't disagree that there are definitely a lot of fans and certainly fans of a generation that are probably, you know, 35 to 40-ish plus who do feel cursed. I, I guess what I was trying to say is I don't think that you can equate, certainly for the players in the locker room, most of which aren't even old enough to remember that four straight Super Bowls where you lose. Um but I also but don't you re- don't you remember when the Red Sox lost to the Yankees and Aaron freaking Boone? Yeah, like, do you, don't you remember that? Like you know Pedro, like that's that's the scar tissue. And I know you don't remember '86 and the and the Red Sox and Mets, but that's what ends up happening. Are these these scenarios end up building up where you think it's your year and. Yeah, they don't remember the Babe Ruth trade in Boston. Uh, but they, let me let me can I jump in on that? Sure. Should a Bills fan have felt like this is their year, not in August, but I mean I'm talking the last four or five weeks when as you said, Dan, I mean you led the show by saying this ain't the Bills of September and October when they're playing Sunday night football. They're up twenty four nothing or whatever against the Green Bay Packers. Should they have felt like this is their year or should they have felt like, you know what, we have the talent but we haven't seen that talent play to its potential in five, six, seven weeks. I, I think that the, you have an expectation that you've got a home playoff game, 
it's a wintry mix that you would you would have every reason to think that this is going to be your day. And then it completely doesn't. Fair. Like That's it's, fair. That's fair. It's 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 not a this isn't a ball going through Buckner's legs sort of deal. But like this was this was set up in a way where Buffalo with the you know the awful scenario with the Demar Hamlin and thank goodness Demar Hamlin is alive and at the at the game today that the NFL took steps where you know I, I now I think we'd have questions if they would have won that game in Cincinnati anyway for how this uh, how this played out today but the NFL took steps to ensure that the Bills wouldn't have to go to Kansas City if there was an AFC championship game, which I know Bill's fans are like, why do we always have to go to Kansas city? Cause it seems like they're always going to Kansas city. And I think they actually, they are again next season. It's just the fact of it's just, you file it away. It's another disappointing loss. Like last year's 13 second debacle. That's the ball through Buckner's legs, or that's the Aaron freaking Boone. Like in those things add up and those, you know, that ability to just, you know, to break through and, and win a Super Bowl or to try to get there, it's just – it's another season of disappointment when you feel like you should break through. It doesn't matter – it may not be on a 10, Aaron. It, it was probably at a 10 at the start of the season, yeah. you know, and, and maybe as the season unfolds, if you're realistic, it's at an 8.5 or a 9, but still there was stuff that was set up to go your way, and now you have another early exit like this. Like, that's – there are very few cursed franchises in the National Football League, and I think you could put Cleveland in that breath. That's why I just look Chargers. at it from the, the Chargers. Sure, you know they've 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 had their issues, but there's something about the four straight Super Bowl losses, Let, and that's why I just keep going back to is because I know there's a, guy, a lot of guys like me in our age that remember that scenario. And now you're looking at Buffalo, and maybe maybe you are in Buffalo saying, here we go again. Let me ask you a different question, but it's kind of the same context. Is you know, And again, I'll use the analogy that I used in hour one. You and I were at that college football championship game at SoFi Stadium where Georgia obliterated t- TCU. But there was a moment in time where Georgia had – this, and when I say a moment in time, I mean literally – the start of last season, the middle of last season, the end of last season, where people just said, Georgia, sorry, I'm done. Prove me wrong. Do you think that we're now at, like, like how are we going to talk about the Bills going into next season? Are there going to be people on these airwaves, Josh Allen, this is the year, blah, 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 blah. Or are we going to say, you got the home loss on your resume to Joe Burrow, uh, back-to-back losses to Patrick Mahomes. You're going to have to go through one of those guys, if not both. I need to see it, Buffalo. I guess I'm curious for your yeah. perspective. How are we going to talk about them going forward? Is it going to be a yeah-but situation where, okay, we gave you the benefit of the doubt last year, but it's 2023 now. Now you need to prove it to me. I think they're going to talk about them like you talk about them. I don't think they are going to get any benefit of the doubt. Sure. I think that this loss is extremely um, different than last year's. They were dominated today. Mm -hmm. They were dominated by a team that they are going to now have to compete with over the next couple of years and and who knows how much in in the future and I know Cincinnati's going to have some decisions to make with with T Higgins but Joe Burrow's going to be there next year and so is Jamar Chase and and yeah so I think that there is I I think that the goodwill that they built up last season entering next season is not going to be there and I do believe I do think I do believe short term like there are there are questions but I also just think on the bigger level like this is if you're a Bills fan, 
now you're just wondering why why is this happening to us yeah why you know like why you know like there is there was a lot of goodwill when they broke through in the playoffs and Andy Dalton and the Bengals beat the Ravens and it allowed Buffalo to go in when you know Terod Taylor was their starting quarterback but now that you've arrived there like that's that's a very very small victory of getting to the playoffs, considering how they've been ousted from the playoffs now the last three years. Yeah, I, and I agree with you. I think I, I can. And by the way, I, I, I've been not critical, but but I think asking questions about if they were should have legitimately been the, the the betting favorite coming into the year. But again, I understood it, and I think this was the year where you said, okay. 13 seconds away from beating uh, uh, KC and Arrowhead, and then you're hosting the super, uh, you're hosting the AFC Championship to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, of course, in the divisional round last year, the, the the January of 2022. So I feel like this was the year that they got the benefit of the doubt. I don't think they will publicly next year. And I will say, Dan, I, I think I've come around a little bit to the idea that the fans, that the people who follow this team on a day to day, week to week basis, feel like this is probably a cursed franchise. Um, you know, I think from the outside, I, I can't speak for anybody else. To me, I kind of look at it as you said, a, a little bit of a different scenario this year where this isn't being cursed isn't playing poorly down the stretch and then losing by 17 at home uh, in the playoffs. But I do think there's probably a significant portion of the Bills fan base that feels like everything was lined up this year. If it didn't happen this year, maybe we are just cursed. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer. Football fans, be sure to tune in to Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM on Sunday morning, three hours before kickoff. That's right. Tune in on Sunday morning, 10 o'clock Eastern time, as we take you all the way to kickoff on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app, presented by BetMGM. Cowboys and Niners coming up at the bottom of the hour in a game that you can see on Fox. Also coming up at the bottom of the hour, Aaron Torres is in the hot seat for easy as one, two, three, four. But coming up next, we talk to an NFL insider and find out what is next for those Buffalo Bills and so much more. That's next here on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Bills 
going home. Bengals on their way to the AFC Championship game. Monty will give us all the details coming up at the bottom of the hour. Joining us now, though, live from the TireRack.com studios. You can find him on Twitter at KaplanNFL. Hear him on the Inside the Birds podcast and SiriusXM NFL Radio, our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider, Adam Kaplan. Adam, welcome in. And Aaron and I just discussing the AFC Championship game. I guess, uh, you know, bills are done, so we can start to look ahead uh, to that team. Aaron and I were, were both in agreement that this this team is just, it's so Josh Allen-based. Mm-hmm. How does that change this offseason or what it, changes do you expect the bills to make uh now as they were ousted yeah guys good to be with you i I think first of all not that they're ever going to be a running team that's certainly not going to happen with josh allen but when they run it they have to be able to sustain some kind of a running game and they have not been able to do that at all this season Uh, james cook just my understanding is he's probably going to transition to be their main back uh, dalvin's younger brother and he's he's flashed he what happened was he had a fumble in the first game against the Rams. He got kind of buried on the depth chart. And then the second half of the season, he's been much of a factor, much more of a factor. But you're right. It's, they've got to find something to, to complement jo, uh, Josh Allen. And then one other thing is do not underestimate the loss of Brian Dayball being the head coach of the Giants transitioning. He's the guy who really developed Allen. Uh, and I, I, going to Ken Dorsey, he's done a decent job going, uh, going from being quarterback's coach to play caller. I, there's also been a drop-off, and they've got to figure out some other ways to move the football. Adam, have you had the opportunity to spend time around Joe Burrow at all? And the reason I ask is because he feels like he himself is such a galvanizing force and elevates other guys around. Mm -hmm. And we know about the O-line injuries and stuff. I didn't mean to cut you off, but it feels like this guy gets everybody in that locker room to believe what he believes as well. You know, I've been around not just not Burrow like this, but just being around quarterbacks and and particularly coaches – but what happens when you have that championship feeling? It's there's something you know they call it that it factor, which you, it's hard to it's just hard it, it's hard to kind of put it in words what it means. Uh, it, certainly, it, it's something like a, it's first of all it's leadership at rising to the moment. I know people are beating up Josh Allen. I, I get it. I mean it's it's fair it's fair game when you're the starting quarterback a star like him. You're going to get criticized, but if if you just something about him it, it, about his ability to lead. Now, it's rising to the moment when you need to. You mentioned the three offensive line injuries, which are significant. And, and by the way, this, it was not easy today in the snow. Now, what's happened lately because of the injuries, it's not that they're down on attempts. He still threw it 36 times today. But they're not taking a lot of deep, deep drops, not a lot of shot plays. They, they did when they could. But the, the past games had to change. And that's kudos to Zach Taylor, the head coach, is calling the plays. But there's definitely something about Burrow. And this is not a guy, remember now, this is not a guy who started a ton in college. He sort of bucked the trend. You Typically, when you don't have a, like three or four years starting, there's this belief that you can't be a great quarterback at this level. But he shot that down, and he's been terrific. And, and, and right now, with, with uh, Patrick Mahomes and that right ankle injury, he'll play. But he clearly was hobbled by it. Um, he, he had trouble stepping into throws. I mean, I know the game will be in Kansas City, but let's not forget what happened in last year's championship game. Adam Kaplan, our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider, joining us. And it is an absolute epic Sunday with these two games. It's so epic, Adam, that we are concerned about the pregame warm-ups with the Cowboys and Niners. Were you surprised that Dallas ended up sticking with Brett Maher this week to kick against San Francisco? Yeah, a little. well, he's been so good. Brett Maher has been a, a journeyman kicker. 
I mean, he's they called him Money Mar because he's been so good, and then he has this bizarre situation with the, the missed extra points. In fact, for gamblers, all he had to do was make one, and the, the, the game would have gone over. I thought that was kind of funny. Sorry for the, the bad beats, folks. But, yeah, um, look, they, they, they signed the kicker to the practice squad. They made sure. And, and what this does is this puts pressure on him. He knows this because the guy's there at practice. But they're sticking with him. And this is going to be a fun game today. I, I do li- like the Niners to win. But I've yet to see Brock Purdy super challenged yet. He's been great, no question. He'll be the starter going into the offseason. But we, d- we still have not seen him being under severe pressure and how he deals with that. And I could tell you, Michael Parsons, who, by the way, is lining up at DN more than he's at linebacker. This is where, y- you know, and Dan Quinn will blitz. I'm very interested to see what they can do against him. So, Adam, you know, obviously the Cowboys are playing in this round because they take care of Tampa on Monday night. And I guess my question for you, we talked about this a little bit on my Saturday show yesterday, is there's this insane, you know, curiosity of where Tom Brady plays next year. And I guess my question for you is, should we be that excited? Because I know that there were injuries and coaching stuff, and it's clear there was disconnect, you know, disconnect in the the locker room and everything with the, the coaching staff. I just see what I saw on Monday night and what I saw most of this year, a 45 going on 46-year-old guy. And I don't know that if I'm a Dolphins fan that's worried about Tua or a 49ers fan if Brock Purdy falls apart today. Like, I don't know that Tom Brady's the answer anymore. What are you hearing about not only his future, but about if there's an excitement or a market for him heading into this offseason? Yeah, it'll be a one-year bridged kind of situation where the the team that signs him is looking towards the future. And and here's the early word that I have on quarterback, the quarterback classes. There'll be no more than three that go in the first round, and they could go in the top 15. And then after that, the Rich, Richardson, the quarterback from Florida, probably second-round pick as of now. So it's not a great draft. And, and by my count, I've got 10 to 12 teams that do not know who their quarterback's going to be for the 23 season. So he clearly, if he wants to play, and I know he's going to take some time, so is Aaron Rodgers, to figure out what they want to do, he'll be able to be a starter. Uh, the Spots to look at would be the Raiders, obviously, with Josh McDaniels. The Raiders were on him uh, three years ago in my reporting on this. The Raiders were actually poised to sign him, and they, they just were not comfortable with some of the things he was asking for, not just money, just certain perks, and, uh, and, and Mark Davis was not ready to do that. But now with Josh McDaniels there, I think things could change, and this would give the Raiders at least one year to figure out what they can do at the quarterback position because they, they don't have that starter there with Derek Carr who's either going to be released or traded. So they have to figure out what they're going to do there. But someone will sign him as a bridge quarterback while they try to develop a young, younger quarterback. Adam Kaplan joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Beyer. Does Jeff Saturday have a legit chance to keep the job full-time in Indy? He interviewed well, they've, boy, they've really sort of run the gamut. Special teams coaches, um, obviously Jeff Saturday, some offensive coaches, defensive guys. Uh, does he? Yes, because he's very close to the owner and he's been, he had been consulting. Uh, with the team uh, before they hired him to be the interim head coach. So, yeah, he, he does. He does. But, it, it see, and Chris Ballard's a really f- real good football guy. And Chris Ballard will have heavy say, I'm told, on the decision who's going to be the head coach. Jeff Saturday's got to have a plan. Because Ballard's got to, get, got to get the quarterback situation right, first of all. That's on him. He is, that's one area where he's obviously failed. But they're going to, they're going to uh, get a quarterback here. They're, they're going to be serious about it. Get a younger guy. Um, in the draft, that's that's their goal. And they have to have a plan. How are they going to develop the quarterback? Because that's the thing with this coaching carousel. And there's, there, I know there's one off, offensive coordinator I've heard who's not interviewed well. It's, just, it's a guy that everybody likes, but he does not ha- he didn't have a good staff. 
uh, put together. And, and I'm telling you, if you don't have a good staff and a GM or, or, or owner both know this, you're not getting that job. Adam, you mentioned kind of some early draft intel that you're starting to yeah. kind of trickle in. Any word on if the Bears plan on moving that pick? Obviously, you know, not you know, it seems as though they're established at quarterback. Any word on what they're? Well, I'll, I'll are? tell you what. I'll t- they yeah, they don't know what they're going to do. Yet. I mean, it's well in January. I, I know I've spoken to three teams that are already doing homework on on Justin Fields. They just mm-hmm. they're. They're not saying they're going to trade for him, but but they're looking at all the options, and they know he's under contract. But they also know that you have a new GM and and coach staff that inherited this quarterback. They weren't with him; they weren't there when he was drafted. So it's something to keep an eye on on Justin Fields here. Now, obviously, if the Bears, if you trade him, you have nothing left. You don't have a quarterback, so that you no, know, you you can. And I'm sure they're going to want a first round pick. They should get one if they wind up trading him. And, uh, and again, I'm not I'm being clear here. They're, they're, they don't have him up. Uh, to be traded right now, but who's to say they won't they won't do that as we get closer to the trading the trading opening of of mid March. Last one from me, uh, Adam. Cowboys and Niners coming up. Mike Silver reported uh, earlier this week, uh, longtime NFL reporter, yeah, no, that Michael. the Purdy decision has already been made. He's their guy in twenty twenty three. I would say in the off season, yeah, he definitely will be the star in the off season. There's no doubt. I mean, he, no matter what happens, yes, I would believe that. To be okay. True. Interesting, interesting. Aaron, you it's been unbelievable. Left? I mean, I, yeah. I, I know it's crazy. And one other nugget on this situation: most people don't know this. Do you know he was the fourth string quarterback to start training camp? Yeah. Oh, no, who was but who was the third guy? Behind? Well, get, by the way, yeah, bet, bet you don't know who the number two was. You probably don't know this. Well, it was Lance Garoppolo. I don't know who the number two would have been. Nate Sudfeld. No. Yeah, I'm, Nate Sudfeld I, was the two. They, in fact, they gave him a nice guarantee in his contract. Garoppolo technically was the three because he was not going to be on the roster. I, I remember sure. being there and just laughing at how crazy it was with Garoppolo not a lot of practice. And Purdy was the four, but filling in as the three because they didn't know what they were going to do with Garoppolo. And, and every domino hit. Lance, you know, obviously with the significant ankle injury, Garoppolo gets hurt, and here we are. I mean, it's just one thing after another. It's certainly one of the strangest situations in my 21 years. This is my 21st year. I mean, we'd have to sit down. Maybe if you guys are at the Super Bowl, we could talk about it in Phoenix, but... It's certainly one of the most bizarre situations, and who knew that last pick overall in this draft would turn out to be a guy who's carrying the football so, team. So quickly then, Adam, where do you think Trey Lance is next year? Is a backup or somewhere else? Um, well, see, this is a situation where the agent has to look at it, and they, they, just so you know, they, they, it's not like they've told it. They don't have to make any decisions right now. They won't make decisions on anything until they get to the offseason. But then they're going to have to make a decision, because if I'm Trey Lance's agent, I'm not going to put up with with Brock Purdy being. I just know how agents are. I'm not. Gonna, I mean, Lance's look. They made this significant trade up last year. Are you going to tell me he's going to sit three years? And we saw we we saw Jordan Love. That that situation. We'll talk more about this next week. That Jordan Love situation is coming up. They've got the fifth year. That's the untold story, which needs to be discussed. The Packers have to make a decision on his fifth year option in May. That half against the Eagles, uh, I think, really helps. I think you saw enough in that game for Green Bay. Yeah. You know, to to be like and if they end up moving on, they move on, but it's enough to think that there's something He looked there. great and I know that the Eagles couldn't prepare for that. They just, you know, you just, you can't. There's no way you could prepare for it. He's got a great arm. He does. He's got good athleticism yeah. and talking to a Packers source, his knowledge of the offense grew significantly this this past offseason. He's pretty he's super gifted. He was just kind of raw coming out of Nevada, and they've developed him. He knows this West Coast, West Coast offense really well. And it, it, see, Rodgers has got to make his decision what he wants to do. And then, the, in terms of playing or not, the number two, does he ask out? Because they have to, by their agreement, 
they have to earnestly try to trade him if he wants out, and Jordan Love would be that guy if they do. He's Adam Kaplan, our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider. Hear him on the Inside the Birds podcast. And it'll be a big week, NFC Championship. Get him on Twitter, at Kaplan NFL. Appreciate it, Adam. Talk to you later. Okay, thank you. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Beyer. Aaron's in the hot seat for easy as one, two, three, four. That's after Monsi Bolaños gives us the latest from the news desk live from the TireRack.com studios. What's going on, Monsi? Well, Joe Burrow being so awesome and cool. Why is he so cool? He just, you can't, you can't, you know, teach swag. And he's got the swag and still does. Uh, Tracy Wolfson asked him after the game. He, she brought up the AFC championship game, the neutral site game, and how everybody was talking about the neutral site game, but not the Bengals. And she was like, how much did that motivate you coming into this? And all he responded said, better send those refunds. Better send those refunds. Well, we got to get that audio. Somebody's there that they got it like in the back. We can yeah. track it down. That's great stuff. <laughs> Isn't that so That's awesome. Swag. You can't teach that. And to go along with swag, he also threw for 242 yards and two touchdowns, led the Bengals past the Bills. 27-10 was the final score. But in reality, it really was all Bengals. Like, it, it, it was very lopsided. The score doesn't do justice to what the Bengals did from start to finish. They advanced to the AFC Championship game against the Kansas City Championship. Chiefs, so there will be a rematch and just about to start the Cowboys and the 49ers. You can catch this game on Fox. It's going to start any second now. We've got one NBA game going on right now. Toronto has an early lead against the Knicks. 30 to 20 is the score. They're about to end the first quarter. Back to you guys. Thank you very much, yeah. Monty. Don't go far because oh, yeah. you are one of the lifelines yeah. for Aaron Torres, as is Ethan Miller, our executive producer, and Iowa Sam, our technical producer. All of you are there for Aaron Torres mm. as he goes for a perfect 10 in easy as one, two, three, four. Aaron, you ready to play? Never been more ready for anything in my life. All right, let's <laughs> do it. Strike up the band. Aaron's goal is to get a perfect score of 10 with the over-under today, 8.5. So we expect you to do well. Topics of conversation, NFL, NBA, and college basketball. Okay. Okay. So right up your alley. You can use a lifeline, but you can only use it once. So once that person is used, they cannot get back into the game. That varies week to week, by the way, depending on the questions. It does vary, but... For the time being, the lifeline cannot get back in. I play by the I'm, rules, so. <laughs> I'm going to give you a topic. You don't have to give me all of the correct answers, but just some. Again, the goal is to get the 10. Aaron Torres, name one of two leading vote getters by the fans as of right now, or our latest update for the backcourt spots in the Eastern Conference for next month's NBA All-Star Game. Wow, one so of the, two in the backcourt Eastern Conference. Yes, one of the two leading vote-getters. All right, I saw the so, most recent polling. I'm going to jump right to the lifelines. Come on, Monsi, Miss, Miss NBA, the queen <laughs> of the NBA, you and Jeannie Buss, the, the, the two faces of female basketball. I mean... Because my thing is, okay, so who would it even be? See, like, I'm confused. Like, so Jason Tatum would be, like, a small forward, right? So Correct. That, so right, right, right. Yeah, so let's the, talk this out. Okay, so the first name that came to mind was James Harden. Um, he plays for Philly. We have Miami, Jimmy Butler, Trey Young. Trey Young, maybe? <gasps> what about Kyrie? Kyrie? I would go, I, I would go Kyrie over James Harden. 
Okay. I would go Kyrie over James Harden for sure. Maybe a Celtic. What we have to give you the the one top of two. just one of two. Oh, just for, one yeah. of two. Back, oh, yes. for the backcourt specifically. Backcourt yeah. specifically, I would go Kyrie for sure over James Harden. Well, the over under set at eight and a half. Um, Me- Kyrie. Yeah, I feel I mean, like last night. People hate him. No, they don't hate him. Okay. <laughs> All right, very, very, I'll be. I won't list the groups that are he's that are not a fan of him right now. But all right, Monty has sold me on Kyrie Irving as one of two. All right, show me Kyrie Irving. Yeah, there he is, Monty, leading vote getter. There you go. I love court. everybody. Loves Kyrie. Three point nine seven million votes in the most recent update. Donovan Mitchell of the Cavs was oh, second. Oh, I would so, not have guessed no, that one. I wouldn't one. have gotten that one. No, I would. <laughs> then Jalen Brown, then James Harden, you mentioned, and Trey Young, fifth. So oh, that's man. so Whoa. one that's point. Right. A little sweat to start. That's okay. It, the first question doesn't mean it's the easiest. It just happens to be the first. You used you your go. lifeline well. Aaron Torres, <laughs> on to question number two. Name two of three all-time leading receivers in touchdown receptions for the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, my God. All-time touchdown reception leaders for the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, my goodness gracious. Can't even. Well, okay. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it, Dan. I'm pro- I don't know if I'm right. I am going to start with a beloved, not just a liked, a beloved colleague of mine, TJ Hushmanzada. Okay. And then I'm going to go with his former teammate, uh, Chad Johnson slash Chad Ochocinco. That's one person, just so we're clear, okay? Yep. I'm, I'm using both last names as one person in that. So those are going to be my two answers. All right. Final answers? As final as they can be. Show me Chad Johnson. He is Let's number go! one on the list. Woo! 66 touchdown receptions for Chad Johnson in his career as a Bengal. And to continue with the perfect score of three, is it TJ Hushmanzada? No, what? TJ sixth all time with thirty seven receptions. Well, you know what? He's number one in my heart, and that's all that matters. So <laughs> AJ Green was second with sixty five receptions, touchdown receptions as a Bengal, and Carl Pickens. Okay, yes, the nineteen nineties sixty three. Then you had Isaac Curtis, who played in the seventies and eighties. Eddie Brown had forty one. He was fifth, and then TJ Hushmanzada and seventh. Chris Collinsworth. Oh wow! Chris Collinsworth with wow. thirty six. If I had, gotta, if I had yeah. all day, I probably could have come up with AJ Green. But as I said, TJ Hushmanzada is at the very least my favorite former Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver. So let's <laughs> let's get that on the record right now. Two of three right now for Aaron Torres. Can he hit the over? Perfect game is done, but the over was eight and a half. We're live from the TireRack.com studios. Get Aaron on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. We'll see if Aaron reaches the nine, plus Cowboys and Niners kicking off. It's all next here on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio, I'm Dan Beyer, he's Aaron Torres. Aaron in the middle of a heated game of easy as one, two, three, four. Two points so far, seven more up for grabs. No points in San Francisco. 49ers went three and out on their first possession. Dallas did get a first down nearing midfield now in their first possession of the game. It is scoreless in the NFC Divisional Showdown that you can see on Fox as they are just about four minutes in. Today's show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. We will interrupt the game if there is any happening and if Brett Meyer comes on to attempt to kick that is for sure but let's get the band going again Aaron we are smack dab in the middle of this game of easy as one two three four college basketball and NFL are the two categories left we've done the NBA we've uh, done one of the NFL questions now on to question three. Sam's you, ready. You, I could see it. In his well, eyes. he's one of your lifelines. I Iowa know. Sam is a lifeline, as is Ethan Miller. You've used Monty Bolaños, who helped you get a point earlier in the game. So question number three, name three of four non-Power 5 conferences represented in this current week's AP Top 25 Men's College Hoops poll. Power 5, you said? Non-Power non, 5. Non-Power 5. Well, yes. the team that was number one in the country that just lost, Houston, is of the AAC. Yes. So that's I should more. say Power 6, I was right? going to ask, yeah, yes. Yeah, Power 6. So, they're yeah, a, so the Big East is the sixth Power Conference Correct. in basketball. So they're, so they're out. Yep. Okay. So that's one. WCC with Gonzaga is two. Um... And here's the complicated part. I'm almost certain the two other teams are College of Charleston and Florida Atlantic, where it gets a little tricky, though. I'm not totally sure what conference those teams are in. <laughs> it may have been the reason for this question. We may okay. have been in the same boat. We may have been in the same boat. Okay, so I, I know Ethan Miller is a diehard college basketball fan. Um, I don't get uh, Sam isn't giving me big confidence vibes mm. in this one. Is he shaking his head? He's he's smirking. Um, so I'm gonna hold off on the Ethan. Okay, Ethan's pointing at me. Does that mean that he wants to be a lifeline? I'll tell you what. I, I'm gonna go to Iowa Sam. Iowa Sam is a lifeline. Do you feel confident? I think those are the two teams. So we have the AAC, I feel good. And we have the WCC, I feel good. Mm-hmm. Florida, F- yeah, Florida Atlantic, I believe, plays in the Sun Belt for basketball. 
It's, is it Sun Belt or Conference USA? I think uh, it's Conference USA. You're right. It is Conference USA. Yes. All right. Sam and I have consensus, maybe because I peer pressured him into it. No, but you're I'm, right. You're right. I'm going to say Conference USA is the third of four. Uh, Car- College that- of Charleston, I'm, is it like the SWAC? I don't know. No, SWAC is HBCU. Uh, oh, okay. I think it might be like SOCON, but we're going to stay away from College of Charleston for now. Okay. We agree on Conference USA and Sam, WCC, and AAC. We're in many, on those three. How many do we need? Three or four. Three. Only I, I like three. those, yeah. Okay, All right. I feel good. Show me the AAC. Yes, Houston number one. Probably won't be tomorrow, but they're in the rankings. Show me the West Coast Conference. Yes, Gonzaga. They won't be number six when the new poll comes out tomorrow. And show me Conference USA. There they are, Florida Atlantic. Nice, nicely done. Sam, Sam, great work. You did it. Great moral support in the background there. I appreciate you guys. And this is completely threw me off. College of Charleston, or just Charleston as they're now known. Colonial. Yes. The CAA. Um, I would never have guessed that. I, I would never have either. I, I was actually along. I'm like, yeah, are they, are they are they in the Atlantic Sun? Where, you know, are they in the Southern Conference? Where was it? And uh, now in the Colonial. So good job by you guys. Three full points on that one. Five so far. The ability to hit the over with Ethan Miller as your final lifeline. Mm. Are you ready, Aaron Torres? Ready as I'm going to be. Let's do it. Cowboys had to punt, by the way, on their first possession, so the Niners getting the football back. Name four of five teams that have played Super Bowls hosted in Arizona. Four of five teams, Super Bowls hosted in Arizona. Okay, yes. so this is – I can get two right away. Patriots and Giants – were that classic uh, Mario Man, not Mario Manningham, uh, David Tyree game, that was in Arizona. So I feel confident in Patriots and Giants. Ethan, do you have any strong opinions on this one? All right, Super I remember Bowls in Arizona. I remember the Steelers played in Arizona. I'm pretty sure. Steelers would that have been but against the Cardinals? I I can't remember. Uh, come hold, on, hold this thought because I'm I'm picturing. What year was it? I remember Arizona was about five or six years ago. Okay, Ethan, we're going to talk this out. Okay, last Super Bowls, Bengals. Was it the Seahawks? It might have been the Seahawks. Okay, real quick. Let's do this. Bengals, Chiefs, uh, Bengals, whoever was last year, Rams. Chiefs, Bucks was in Tampa. Chiefs, who did the Chiefs play? Uh, San Francisco, that was in Miami. Who was the year before the Chiefs? It was Patriots, whatever. The Patriots are out, so let's not include them. Who was the, you know what? I don't, we don't have enough time to figure this all out. Um, <laughs> You're going to have to give me a final answer at some point, Aaron Torres. Maybe try Rams, Pats. No, no, no. That was New Orleans. Um, so it's I'll say Patriots, Giants. You can confirm those two while I think about the other ones. Man, somebody's calling in, too, trying to I get know. onto the uh, – Shoot. So I just can't remember recent Super Bowls before that. Who else? Who else from the AFC has played in the Super Bowl besides the Patriots and the Chiefs the last couple of years outside of Cincinnati? Cincinnati doesn't count. You talking to me? I'm talking. No, he's to talking. You. He's okay. talking to me, and I'm. Yeah. I'm, I'm over here. I'm the like, Eagles. That was not a. That was not uh, Arizona, right? My whole child. My whole life, it's been the Patriots. That's. You Aren't know. you from Philly? <laughs> yeah, I'm fan? from Philly, but the, the NFC. When did they All play? Right. They play. Uh, they played in Minnesota, 17. 18. Okay. And who did the Rams play in? That? They played the Patriots. All right. All right. Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks. And no. I'm going to do. Uh, 
I really thought it was Steelers Seahawks, but Steelers Seahawks. Final answer. Okay, show me the Patriots. Show me the Giants. Show me the Seahawks. They play the Patriots in Super Bowl Forty Nine, and show me the Steelers. Whoa, they played the Cowboys in Super Bowl Thirty in Sun Devil Stadium. There it is. Ethan Miller coming through as a lifeline. Temple. Aaron Torres. What a day for Temple. Nine out of ten. The Niners are driving and in Cowboys territory. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Fire. It's all next year on Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.